Perhaps. Perhaps. And because, for whatever reason, I have to do this, despite us being the same place. Three, two, one, sink. Sink. <laughs> You're the same place! <laughs> you knew the timing! <laughs> I didn't realize you were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it counts anyway. <laughs> Looks like we're synced up, folks. We did it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm keeping that. Welcome to As an RPG, the show where we take characters from shows, movies, and video games and turn their RPG characters. I'm your usual host. And your name is? Shit, man. I'm, every time. It's, <laughs> it's always something. <laughs> I'm your usual host, Morgan. <laughs> and I'm your usual co-host, Tyrell. What up, party people? I guess it's you podcast people. Podcast people! Of all things to skip on, like that's it. Like I'm your usual host. That's it. I did it. <laughs> that's it. We're done. <laughs> you all know who I am. Last host. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyhow, uh, for today's episode, we're going to be talking about WandaVision, Disney Plus, and Marvel's. Well, is it their only show on Disney Plus? Oh, Marvel. It's not the first live action show. I was going to say like Disney and Marvel's first live action show. I was like no, well, Disney's first Marvel live action show. Yes. I think so, because the, we did have, you know, all the Defenders on Netflix before. The Luke Cages, and Daredevil. The other, Daredevil, and the other one. Damn, you really just went, like, Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. I don't even watch Jessica Jones and I Actually, remember. Jessica Jones was very good. I'll give Jessica Jones that. It was it was a lot sometimes, but it was good. Yeah, but I didn't even watch that show. I remember them. I can understand the, uh, Dragon Fist. Iron Fist. I was trying to skip over Iron Fist so hard that I skipped over the other ones. But, you know, we have this Disney Plus show. And, you know, I would say it is a roller coaster of emotion. There's parts of it where it's, like, pretty darn average. It's like eating a bagel on its own. Then it gets to, like, say, you know, bagel with some cream cheese on it. A little bit good and whatnot. And it upgrades like it's now it's a cheese bagel with some cream cheese and maybe some chives on it. And then afterwards, the bird shadow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's some good parts. There's oh. Catherine Hahn. There's Jimmy Woo. I can't believe which one's Catherine Hahn. Sorry, Catherine Hahn is Agatha Agnes's real name. Oh, yeah, she's the same lady who's the uh, Doc Doc Ock in Into the Spider Verse. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like. She's found a very weird niche of playing, like say. The friend of your aunt that you know fucks. It is a really interesting niche, <laughs> but that is definitely what she's doing for the majority of WandaVision, which is part of the reason I would say it's not a good show, but an enjoyable one. It is an enjoyable one. And, like, there are times where it's like it goes from being it's an okay show to a good show. It's like it just keeps slipping on certain parts where it doesn't have to. Well, 80% of the time, we're just watching apparently the person we're told is the villain just kind of make sex jokes and be friendly and helpful uh and of course in this podcast we will be doing spoilers so for those who haven't watched wandavision this is the show where they take wanda from uh the avengers and basically kind of give an explanation of what she's doing and down her during her own downtime um and it seems that uh she has been grieving the loss of vision after you know he had the mind stone plucked out of his head in such a comedic fashion. Oh, After God. she killed him. 
after she killed him and then was brought back to life again by Thanos to only have his forehead plucked out. Yeah, he definitely had a, a rough go of it. He's the only one, I think, to die twice there. Yeah, the only person who ever died twice, which, you know, that is a medal to have. <laughs> and it's primarily because he couldn't diplomacy his way out of it. He's really not good at fighting. He's not. Despite the number of times they keep trying to present us, like, say, he's actually super strong, it's like, he's only really won fights against people who are, like, dramatically weaker than him. I, I don't... Has he ever won a physical fight against yeah. anyone? Yeah, he won against um, Hawkeye. Like, he actually had him restrained, and then Wanda basically made him let go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's a high point of his character. Because, <laughs> again, the fact that we're really saying, like, hey, he beat Hawkeye. He... Hawkeye, the, the strongest Avenger. <laughs> An intangible super robot with super strength and the ability to fly. Made out of vibranium. Made out of vibranium. A metal that Hawkeye literally cannot hurt in any way. No. Vision was able to overcome him physically, you're saying. Mm-hmm. Him and also uh, Scarlet Witch's pants. Ha! <laughs> I mean, I'd say unclear how that happened, but she really only spent time with her brother before that in trouble. So. I mean, if you really want an explanation as to why Wanda may have an attraction to him, well, she lost her parents... Seems to feel like, say, her, like, you know, Venge with an angst that had a lot of older men. And that feels like perhaps she's filling that void with, again, an attraction to older men. I mean, it is definitely an older man face. On a younger body, like, younger body, it's a relatively interesting uh, toaster she married there. Which, I believe, was a pre-existing joke, the thing she just called him in the comics. Is it the littlest toaster? The tiny toaster? The Bravest Toaster? The Bravest Toaster. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's the Sybil Toaster. Ooh. Mm. That's not nearly as impressive. And he's generally not. Uh, but our series starts with Wanda and Vision just sort of beginning in a pleasant view. Well, that's sort of the bit. The show starts... You know, obviously, we're doing spoilers here. but um, No, we already said spoilers. We're yeah, good. we did. Okay, just making sure. But the show starts with sort of a sitcom-like feel where we're going through the 50s? Yes. It's hard to remember a certain era because, like, in all honesty, like, the 50s and 60s era is kind of blurred to me. Yep. It's because, like, it's just trying to remember when is the time frame that they got color. And I want to say they got it toward... No, they definitely started getting into the 60s. That I know for sure. Specifically because, like, say, I know that my, my mother herself is not older than color TV. <laughs> Yeah. Which is an important <laughs> distinction. <laughs> I believe mine is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it starts in the 50s, and it's something that seems similar to, not the Honeymooners, something more like, uh, I want to see, I Love Lucy's getting closer, but that's not the shit. Dick Van Dyke? Yeah, definitely remember some Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. So, at least the very first episode to come in there is something that is, like, it seems like they've committed to just recreating a Dick Van Dyke era kind of show, and just that's that's the bit. It's only like towards the very near the very end where they have a moment where um, they're in like a wacky hijink situation where he has to have a dinner with his boss and has to impress him, and then his boss just starts choking, and so you just see like um, his wife and uh, just kind of saying, "Stop it, stop it," and it's the mother from a that seventy show. She was going to make a reappearance, and whoo, 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 
Hold, hold your hats. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. And like it was a, it was a notably awkward scene. And when I say awkward, I mean like in a way that it just did what it was intending to do well. Because it's just like him coughing for like say three minutes, going. Did <coughs> 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 you think? Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! And Wanda and Vision are just both staring and like, oh. What, what did we do? You're fucking superheroes. Anything. They're superheroes. Vision can literally reach into his chest and pull out the obstruction. Or, either of them could just do the Heimlich maneuver with the chair provided. Yes. Either of those things. Yeah. And, like, it's a, like I will say in terms of, like, say, at this point, I'm just going to say it's the show's bit of reenacting a time frame. They do a good job of it because even when it comes to framing of the camera, they still keep it that way. And it was only once, like, uh, the when things started getting surreal that they started changing the nature of where the camera was. Well, yes, but also they uh, changed to, I think, multi-camera to, to coincide with the times. I believe in the Mock in the Middle show, that's when they actually started having those different camera angles. So that's when the yeah. show moved to different camera angles. Yeah, it's like pretty much each time they go into one, like they started taking on the techniques that were available at the time. Mm-hmm. With the exception of the quality of the footage. Yeah, and I feel like what you listeners can probably hear is they're the show goes through some pains to really get some things right. The hole that is created from those is a bit more questionable. But, like, some things are really cool, and they spend some real time recreating these different eras and making the shows feel distinct. Do, they don't ultimately matter to the plot, though. They don't. Um, it isn't until, like, I want to say it's episode 2 or episode 3 that they finally, like, it's episode 3 when they finally unveiled the curtain of what's going on. Yes. Because episode two is still in the 50s, and it's kind of like, can you introduce more of the cast? Again, this episode still feels like it's it's just Dick Van Dyke. You're still committing to this bit. Like, I thought it was the 60s. I thought they went to uh, air up every episode. Uh, did they? they may, I think they may have, because she started wearing pants by that time. Yeah, I mean, as you know, this is an excellent first-rate podcast. I've looked up uh, just now on my phone using Google. Uh-huh. The different sitcoms, and it looks like we went with Dick Van Dyke. Nice. Yes. Followed by I Love Lucy. Yes. Bewitched. Oh, yes. I can see that one. I Dream of Jeannie, which. Okay. Uh, That's the one where she wiggled her nose. She does it in the kitchen. Oh, right. That was that show where basically they're. Wait, was he? I might be thinking of the other one where like the husband, the wife was a witch and she wrinkled her nose. Um, I oh, no, she genie. was a genie. Yeah, she was a genie. There was that one. I think there was also another one with the witch. Because I, no, no, no. It was in the intro to the show that she would be on, like, for a moment, would be on a broom flying. Yes. And then we'd go back. Okay. Yep. She's a genie. Yeah. Then the Brady Bunch. Of course. That one's the most yeah, obvious. Yeah, that, that one's pretty obvious. When they do the panels that everyone knows that one is. Yeah. The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Never watched it. Couldn't, couldn't give you anything on that. Family Ties. Wait, really? Wait, Family Ties was... Is that the more modern show, right? It's Family Ties and then Full House. Family Ties. I could have sworn that's the one where he's... Vision's actually trying to be a dad, like, the one time. Oh, okay. Because for some reason, I thought Family Ties was, like, one of those modern CBS shows where I honestly just couldn't really remember the name entirely, but it has something family in there. Oh, no, that's Modern Family. There it is. God, it's such a bland name. Uh, Yes. Yes, it is. I mean, I'd, I'd show you an image of Family Ties, but, like, just, do any of these people, like, you know, you're going to recognize one of them because he's in Back to the Future. 
God, looking at family ties, it just feels like everyone's sperm was just frozen and the eggs were just kind of withheld and everyone was just artificially inseminated. <laughs> what does that mean? Sex doesn't happen in this show, man. <laughs> it looks like they wake up in the morning and say, here's some toast. And it's not actually toast. It's just white bread left in the sun. You're just, you're saying that based on this picture, these people don't fuck. That, that's what I'm seeing here. No one here fucks. <laughs> it, I would better believe that they adopted mm, kids. I don't know. I know. The multiplicity of kids implies that they did, but that cardigan sweater is choking the very life out of them. <laughs> Woo-wee! Oh, God. But that is family ties. I mean, you saw Vision's outfits. Honestly, if not for the fact that, like, say we see them at the very beginning when they both canoodle under the bed, I would be comfortable in saying that Vision doesn't fuck. <laughs> if you were to tell me, no, Vision fucks, like, does he? I mean, don't be wrong, he would have a vibrating setting. I, anyone who tells me he doesn't is a liar. Well, it's funny, because you think that, because he can seem to change his, like, shape or, like, create bits and pieces and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, Wanda can create things out of nothing and change reality. There would be some sort of... Penis? A penis, yes. <laughs> They'd be able to create a dick in order to fuck. Or whatever she they prefer, you know? They could do whatever they want to down there. They can. In fact, I'm very confident that at night they role play and he becomes, instead of being called Vision, he's called Vision. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> The vibranium is from Wakanda, so... Nah, we'll get back to But I think there's, like, famously a panel uh, that where they couldn't fuck. Like, in the comics. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, who knows? Comics and whatnot. Here, unclear. I mean, I know that relationships don't necessarily have to be physical, or more specifically, they don't have to be carnal. But I'm just gonna tell you now... If I'm not fucking a person who I'm living with, they're a friend. They're a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! You heard it here first. (laughs) Like, gosh damn, it's like, if I have a person that I share beds with, but, like, it doesn't happen, what, what, Bert and Ernie knew what was going on. They don't share beds. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they did. They might now, but I do remember them the majority of time having separate beds. Fair enough. Because one always had a monogram of E and the other one had a monogram of B above it. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. But if they are in the same bed, sorry, they fuck. I don't care what anyone tells me. If you were sharing the same bed at night where your body is going to eventually be on theirs in some fashion or another, platonic or not, I'm sorry, that's too physically close. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. We all got our own levels for it. I don't know if this is what the podcast is about now. Is it? Well, look, I'm just here to present my values and tell people what I believe in. And anyone who doesn't is going to hell. That is fair. I respect that. (laughs) Even though I don't know if everyone in the world is going to agree with it. Anywho, Wanda and Vision, the show. Wanda and Vision, the show. Do they fuck? Do they not fuck? Right in. Tell us what you think. So, episode three, when they remove the veil, or rather we see what's outside the veil. Yes, and it turns out it is um, Monica uh, Rambeau Mm -hmm. doing a whole lot of not much. 
Yeah, and Monica Rambeau, for those who don't know, she is the daughter of the black woman that um, Captain Marvel was friends with. Yes, they were good friends. Mm-hmm. Bunkmates. Right. They shared a bed. That is sure did. But not for long. She had to go into that bed in the sky. <laughs> Space and... Well, oh. You know what? Mm. That phrase is specifically because of Monica Rambeau's mom died. Yeah. That changed the context of what I meant. It did. Because <laughs> I was actually saying that, you know, Captain Marvel's bed is now in the sky. But then she died of cancer. Gosh damn, the equalizer <laughs> of Marvel. <laughs> you can be as super as you want to, but, you know. We can use the gauntlet to remove you, bring you back from literally being turned to dust that has been atomized. Yeah. Well, that too, or man, he came back. Sorry, what can you do? That's just not how it works. No super scientist is a doctor. That kind of doctor. I feel like someone of... Damn it. Dr. Strange used to be. He Wait. did, but he doesn't care. And he was a surgeon, so... And he's not allowed to use magic that way. Nope. Ah, but nonetheless, behind the veil, it turns out that Wanda had actually taken control of an entire town... And it's created this entire bubble that is like an alternate reality, forcing pretty much everyone in there to reenact different kinds of sitcoms. She's 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 mind controlling them all. It's it's horrifying. She's the villain of the series. At yeah. several points throughout, they try to present it as other people are or might be, but the truth is, Wanda's doing something worse than anyone else the whole time. Mm-hmm. So like we end up seeing that Shield is the one that's kind of like observing. Sorry, Sword. There we go. You gotta. Sorry, I pointed at him because you gotta remember the dumbass naming conventions of the organizations in the Marvel Universe. Oh my god, I can't wait till the organization comes out that's gun because already we have Sword and Shield. I mean, we also have Hammer. Did you forget about Hammer? I did forget about Hammer. At first, second, I thought it was a DC thing, but realistically, I was trying to make a Pokemon Sword and Shield joke. <laughs> but isn't there also Anvil? Look, I, I don't. I don't want to answer that, because honestly, that gets stupid. <laughs> it's more stupid the more names you get. Anyway, anywho, Shield Sword seems to be like another organization. Are they like um, are they under Shield, or are they just like another like partner with Shield? Anvil is a private military contractor. Yeah, <laughs> it's an organization. Yes. So, what was the question? I was trying to figure, like, is S.H.I.E.L.D. and S.W.O.R.D. are they, like, equals just two separate things, or is, like, S.W.O.R.D. underneath S.H.I.E.L.D.? I don't know if they uh, really give us a firm answer in the show. Uh, it seems like they would be equals, but S.W.O.R.D. Does, seems sort of more like a fly-by-night organization from what we see. It, mostly yeah. they don't have a helicarrier. I mean, either way, this is the introduction to S.H.I.E.L.D., and it's kind of like... The S.W.O.R.D. God damn it! <laughs> S.W.O.R.D. Like, it's hard for me to think of, like, S.W.O.R.D. as an equal just because they haven't been active in, like, every single thing coming up or haven't been mentioned at all. It seems like in all these movies, it would have been easy to. But they did get to keep Vision's body and put it back together. They did get to do that. So, in any case, uh, we know that S.W.O.R.D. is, like, say, a company that apparently Monica works for, and they're the ones who are modern to the events that are happening within there. And... I want to say it's by episode four that we eventually realized that they were the ones who were actually holding on to Vision's deceased body, in which we then uh, start learning that Wanda created an entirely new Vision 
based off her memories and, I guess, some of the Mind Stone power that she at some point absorbed, making that vision manifest. So the one that we're watching and kind of like either being charmed by or being viciously underwhelmed by. <laughs> he's, he's just kind of what she made up from her memories. Which is... Accurate. Yeah. That's pretty much what he was doing anyway. Mm-hmm. But, ooh, it really puts a spin on everything that's happening, I gotta say. Yeah. So, like, on the outside world, Monica is, like, say, the one who at one point was able to get into the barrier, um, accidentally initially, but then was forced out by the time that uh, Wanda started realizing that she was able to retain some of her memories. So it turns out she actually got pushed through four walls when she's getting ejected from the uh, hex. Right. So, like, when she started kind of, like, having her memories come back, Wanda had to forcefully eject Monica because... She was a racist black character, by the way. Well, maybe not. Uh, I wouldn't say a racist black character, but definitely not a well... She was a black character from the times. She was. I'm not going to say that no one acted or talked like that. But when someone mind controls you to make you act like that... Yeah... And the weird thing is, is, like, a black guy, she didn't do that to. No! He was just a regular guy. Uh-huh. But Monica, boy, did she make sure that she got an afro and went with all the job turkey for language. She was the blackest blackity black woman that you ever done seen. Oh, my God. She would have been great if she would go, if they had made, like, another version of, um, not Shaft, Black Dynamite. She would have. Oh, man, she would have. Tiana Paris is amazing. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But... She's criminally underused, and it seemed like all this, uh, this whole Wanda vision. She's auditioning for Wanda's like black best friend, and she gets rejected, and eventually gets an audition in the epilogue for Captain Marvel's black best friend. Uh, yeah. So apparently, when she started green her consciousness, Wanda forced her out because nothing can remind them of the outside world. Monica then basically interacts with Sword again, explains what's happening, and. Literally, sort as they're modding them, they're actually seeing it as a TV show, which really begs the question, what happens to people during the credits? If she's literally just having everyone freeze frame there, like, a, no, she definitely did that like a monster. Yes. Anyway, Monica, for some reason, is like, I have sympathy for Wanda because she's going through grief. So she then has a mission to make her way back into that world yet again, which causes her to gain powers. Yep. Uh, I'm not really sure why, but... Wanda can do just about anything, and she can give you powers accidentally. I mean, at some point, we'll get to the reason why they can just hand wave whatever. Sure, but maybe Monica's predisposed to it. We really don't get a good answer. But uh, she starts to gain, as eventually revealed, light-based power. She can see uh, into various uh, different spectrums. One of her superhero names is Spectrum. That's Uh why I'm rolling my eyes right now. Um... She also, I believe canonically in comic stuff, has like laser blasts and mm-hmm. pretty much the same powers as Captain Marvel, but more powerful, I think. Ah. So they're taking a character and trying to see the different ways they can present them. See the full spectrum. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, she's in it. She manages to break into the hex mm-hmm. eventually the second time. And goes to confront Wanda. And then she just says, Wanda, I'm so sorry. 
And then Wanda leaves to go hang out with with her uh, neighbor, Agnes, who's been so nice to her so far. Yeah, the thing that I like about Monica's character is, like, it seems like there's a portion where they're trying to say that, yes, I like this character, and, like, they give her enough to basically explain what her thing is going on. Like, my mother died, doesn't really forgive Captain Marvel since, like, she just kind of left her mom alone for an extended period of time. And, like, seems to have, like, the ability to be stubborn, but, like, still has a good head on her shoulders. Like, it seems like they set her up in such a way to be far more interesting than what she is later used as. Yeah, it seemed like, yeah, her introduction, great. Follow-through, lacking. Yeah. and it's... She was underused, Darcy was underused. The only person who felt really realized was, I believe his character's name is Jimmy Woo. Yeah, that was about it. So, like, in the outside world, like, um, we end up saying, what was his name? God, I can take to forget his name. It's like, the, the man, the quote-unquote bad guy. Of sword. Um, oh, Hayward? Ha- Hayward. I keep always going to Hawthorne for some reason, but it's huh. Hayward. I don't know why Hawthorne. Is that a... Oh, is that from uh, Control? It might be. Okay. I'll, I'll circle back on that. But, uh, yeah, so Hayward just kind of, like, seems like he's either the head of sword or at least one of the major heads, and among doing the investigation, he brings scientists, so you end up seeing what's her face from Thor who, and also two girls. Darcy. Cat Jennings in real life. I'm not saying you're not right for saying her name. I'm also just saying I'm not committing to memorizing it. I mean, she's pretty fine. She is. Her acting, however, is extremely bland. I'm sorry, I'm never looking at her acting. <sighs> okay, look. Admittedly, Monica and her are two different kinds of cake. But I will say that it was just pound cake. And I'm not a big fan of pound cake. I appreciate the cake that is there. I can understand how people get to it. In fact, because of where I was from, I am specifically familiar with Mountain Dew cake, which is just pound cake with Mountain Dew in it. Yeah, you're really diving into this metaphor. Yeah, see, you, once you let me start on a metaphor, you can't blame me for keep going. I'm an admirer of all sorts of cakes. What am I doing here? <laughs> you're chocolate, falling into my metaphor. The chocolate cake looked delicious. We're moving along. Either way, Darcy and Wu happen to arrive, and if you remember Wu, he's actually first premiered in the Ant-Man movie. Yes. Which, I have not watched those because uh, Ant-Man is too boring for me. But Jimmy Wu seems like a really cool dude. So he rolls in and pretty much has the straight man, like, investigator role throughout the series. And it seems like most of side the side characters could have just been condensed into just him doing everything. Yeah, because, like, Darcy's there, and I think the only reason they brought her in because they just like the comedic relief, because, like, she's a bit more active towards trying to be the sitcom funny character than, like, say, Wu is, but practically speaking, there's no reason for her to be there. I mean... She knows the science, and she does the hacking. Okay, but realistically... Why couldn't just one of them just have found files to do it or something like that? Because at some point, they're just saying, like, oh, yeah, she hackety-hacked her way into figuring out. She figured out the science. She scienced real hard. Yes, that's what they're doing. But she's a doctor now, so... Yeah, most mostly her cameo. Eh, yeah. I guess. I guess the one benefit of what, what it might be from these different Marvel shows they're presenting is that all these side characters might actually come back and be a bit more used for something. Which, if that's the case, 
fine, because there are a number of characters that were underused. Yes. But it, it, ultimately, it felt like some things had to happen at the by the end of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. They had some boxes to check, and they checked them. They checked them so hard. Um, like, we had to get Dwight Vision. <laughs> we had to. I'm skipping all ahead, but we had to get Dwight Vision. We had to get Scarlet Witch. Uh, we had to blast her kids into fucking oblivion. We had to give her some quote-unquote villain, which it seems weird in this instance. Because like they present it as though Hawthorne was really going to be our antagonist, but then out of nowhere, Agnes actually was the witch. Hayward. Gosh, damn it! <laughs> God, there's these names like Sword and Shield, Hawthorne, Hayward. God damn it. Anywho. Um, I mean, it was, I don't know. I don't know if Hayward was, his presence was also kind of weird. Because he seemed un, un, unnecessarily antagonistic. He did, but never antagonistic in a way that really mattered. Not especially. Like, he tried to blow her up one time. And, I guess, but he was just like, darn. Darn. And then late after that, he was like, haha, I managed to get her energy using that thing I didn't know was going to happen. And because of that, I get to turn on Vision again. Yeah, like, he and was a, sent him to kill her. Like, the two villains of the series between Agatha, it was Agatha, all along, between Agatha and Hayward, both of them didn't really feel like they had to be villains, or at least one of, one of them should have been made as an actual antagonist, which they could have easily done. And then the other, honestly, could have just been, like, the gruff asshole who's there but kind of has a reason to be there. I argue that Agatha was not a villain in WandaVision because they didn't present her like one on the screen. They intimated that she might have been one off screen, but because it's their movie and they had every option to do so. Sorry, not their movie, their TV show, which means more time. Mm -hmm. They just failed... At every turn to really show us Agatha being evil. Like, we what we see of Agatha's life, they do this, like, a whole flashback thing. Mm-hmm. Is they're like, okay, she was part of a coven, uh, but when we see them, they're about to murder her. Uh, presumably press, passing judgment, but whatever. We don't see her crimes. They try to kill her. Well, they did actually say what her crimes was. Apparently, like, say, she had looked at magics that were forbidden because... They would overwhelm person, and she said, no, I can control them. That was her crime. Yeah, okay. So her crime was knowledge. Yes. Alright. Which, to me, is just... And you just turn over, like, oh, hey, Doctor Strange. Yeah, but that's okay. He's a man. He does... He is white, and he does, in fact, have a penis. You can tell by his flaccid nature. <laughs> I mean, the only person he really, uh, you know... Offend, the only person who's offended at Doctor Strange doing exactly the same thing is Baron Mordo, yeah. who is a villain because he's offended at Doctor Strange trying to you know threaten all of reality for stupid bullshit. Yeah. Point being is, Agatha seems to be the character where they it actually goes through with it, but she hasn't done anything of any kind of like catastrophic nature. So when we, when we saw her, <laughs> like they try to kill her, she kills them in self-defense. She asks not to kill her mom, and her mom is like, no, you gotta do it. Well, it's even worse than that. Like, she didn't even, like, kill them in self-defense. It's that, like, they cast magic on her, and automatically she just starts absorbing their magic. But not, like, say, intentionally. It just 
happened. She did seem pretty surprised. Yes, yeah, so like they all died because they kept shooting magic at her. Which they probably shouldn't have done if they just had daggers. That would have been a lot better. Right? Like. But that happens. Then what? The next time we like we know of her, she's here in town. She mind controls one person, which I'm not going to say is cool. But in the context of Wanda, mind controlling the entire town, including children, it's hard to really like get my hackles up. Then what? She's mean to Wanda and kills her fake dog? Yeah, like, when I say that Agatha's the villain, I I should say that she's the antagonist by, like, say, they needed an antagonist. And they decided to give us kind of two half-antagonists who honestly barely just merit that. But, like, we seem to be watching Vision, uh, Wanda go this entire religion that, like, not only is she mind-controlling the entire town and changing their form at will, she literally has them all suffer her pain, they end up getting her memories, and, like, say, some of them just... Didn't get to spend time with their kids. Like, anyone, she's, she's not basically having, putting some kind of passive, like, uh, automation on. There are others who are just standing somewhere, frozen. Yep, until, or just stuck in their rooms. Yeah, until, like, oh, you're not on screen? Don't need to do anything. Just like, that is so fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, at one point, famously near the end of the series, Characters are begging and pleading for her to just let their children out so they can hug them and, like, spend time with them. Mm-hmm. So, like, at least in terms of, like, what Hayward and Agatha do to, quote-unquote, be the antagonists, is that Hayward essentially wants the, the entire thing to end and is willing to attack Wanda. And then eventually, like, even when it reveals that he has Vision's body, it was kind of like, well, it was under S.H.I.E.L.D. territory, we couldn't leave his body since it's literally pure vibranium. But, like, you can say goodbye to it. He's not alive. You can check in Wanda. And she leaves peacefully, in fact. Which means she even was okay with, or at least accepted them holding his body. True, but Sword and Hayward did promise. Uh, he was like, well, we're going to leave him dead because that was in his will. And that's what the Sokovia Accord said. True. So he was lying. And then he did break the law. Yes. Yeah, if, if those are things we care about. His one horrific crime was the fact that he brought Vision back to life, which technically he couldn't have done if it weren't for the moment where Wanda leaves the, her bubble, actively acknowledges that, says she's created a world that where she mind controls people, and said, you guys, fuck off, this is my world, but the people, and then blasted them, and they got some of that magic to then bring Vision back to life. So, like, he did the crime of bringing him back to life, what she and Nate will do. She did. I don't know if it's as direct as like him standing in front of the body and her blasting magic and him jumping out the way. No, but, like, mm. like that. But she is... was, but she was being an evil villain at the time. It's hard for me to get mad at him for using her power. It's hard for me to be mad at anyone doing anything against Wanda when she is doing the worst thing that we've seen anyone do since Thanos. It's hard for me to really like be all like, "Gosh, damn it, Hayward, you're such a dick." Like, he was a bit of a dick, but it's like, in the span of the entire movie's time frame, Hulk has destroyed cities, Iron Man made Ultron, and, you know, his family business was to create weapons of mass destruction, to which he didn't really check where it went until afterwards. Uh, weapons of all kinds, but mass destruction preferred. Yeah. Banner, and the reason I separated from Hulk is because more or less he tried to treat him as two different people. Banner helped make Ultron. And then just fucked off nowhere and said it's no longer my responsibility. 
Thor fucked up a town before. And also, had his brother brought onto Earth, well, his brother came to Earth and didn't really let his brother face any real punishment of his crimes by Earth standards and just said, It's Asgard business to do! Y'all, y'all forgot about it, the whole Avengers 1 thing, right? Cool, cool, cool. So it's like, in the span of like what our protagonists haven't, also there was that time where Captain America and trying to like stop someone from killing his friend then destroyed a bunch of cars on the freeway to which people died. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. Oh, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> but they did. I mean, people die. I don't know what to tell you. They were just civilians. I, again, I'm sorry. I find it hard to believe Wanda didn't kill some people at the edge of town just for lack of feeding. Oh, and Wanda, before this entire series... Oh, and she just literally murdered a bunch of people, just cause. Yeah, like, initially, mine technically, like, mine altered Tony to provoke him to create Ultron, and then helped Ultron, and then was like, well, sorry, and then afterwards killed some people in the hospital. Granted, that one was accidental. It was accidental. So, all of it together is like, I'm not saying Hayward isn't villainous, I'm just saying... The overt effect of it is less than what any of you done, and the total like damage he's done is so minimal and controlled comparatively. Yeah, he tries to shoot, I guess, Wanda and or the children, but like again, uh, the ch- the children aren't real though. They're real to Wanda. <laughs> the show really wants us to care, and they, I'm not gonna say they don't. They don't do a terrible job. Like they they do a fine job in getting us to care. It, it kind of felt a little bit when they're like when they didn't want to tell them that eventually the magical prison had to end. I know the context makes it weird. Uh huh. So like it's hard for me to really be like, "Gosh damn you, Hayward!" Because like he just feels like he's just had to be the villain, but it was really just the mechanism for bringing real Vision back to life. Yes. And then Agatha again. Checkbox. The only thing Agatha, as you said, she killed a fake dog. And then did mind control one person. But again, in context, and by direct comparison, one guy controlled versus the entire town. If they wanted Agatha to be a villain, she should have killed her children. Or she should have killed random people in the town. Or or she should have been the person who triggered Wanda to create the place. Which, we get to an episode where the reason and why Wanda creates this entire hex bubble is that she was so tremendously sad at losing Vision that she went to the town that she and Vision intended to live in, and then she just had a big burst of emotion that created her dream life. Because she has chaos magic that's just, you just kind of do whatever. Yeah. So it's like, in that instance, it's like, okay, you should have had Agatha the one who spurned that, and then basically was kind of the person who was walking around, kind of making sure that things were still going. Like, you know... She wasn't the person who made the building, but she would have been the architect, who basically continues to just check in maintenance and maintain the field, and then Wanda's kept in the lull. That would have made her the villain. Yeah. And they didn't do that. No. She showed up, curated, like, just kind of messed through a little bit, and was like, hey, don't ruin this. Like, I want to see where this is going. Yes! Like, and then afterwards, past that, they want to present Agatha as, like, a mean person when she was just dunking on Wanda, but like, oh... Let's go down your memory lane to see how you got your powers. Ah, I see. You you got your powers when you were a kid. A bomb came down, killed your parents. Check mark. Wanda's always had powers. Hashtag mutant. Mm-hmm. You actually pertain the bomb. I'm like, all right, pretty cool. This isn't really the thing. I see some trauma there. Shit, you went after Stark, but you didn't. Like, harder. But let's continue on. Ah, 
after like the trauma, you just joined uh, Gosh, damn. Hydra. Hydra. You didn't go to therapy. Nope. Oh yeah, they don't. They don't believe in that kind of thing. Except for Banner when he became the professor. It's true. Also, I, I don't know whether to applaud or like shake my head at the casual rewrite where they're like, oh, how long were you next to that bomb? Three days. You were just hanging out with your dead parents for three days? Oh, well, she didn't see the bodies. She just knew that they were dead. It, they were in the same apartment. There's only one place they are. Yeah, but they're covered in rubble. She didn't have to see it. It's, it's the difference between hanging out with dead bodies and hanging next to, like, say, a cemetery. She was hanging next to the grave. That's different. Is it? It's hanging out, like, when the graves are overturned freshly. There's a good chance she was right next to, like, several bits. Yeah, but again, it's the difference between seeing the splatter and knowing that it's there. <laughs> So they're just like, yeah, these kids are just chilling next to those bombs, watching TV, chilling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a lot. Casual rewrite of the like, oh, man, that was horrifying. We should go, as most people would after a bomb lands anywhere near them and happens to not kill them. Honestly, after the first hour, I would like, okay. I can understand the fear settling in, but like after a time that it hasn't exploded, like maybe inch your way out. Could even pass out. Yeah, now the weird thing that I'm trying to understand is, like, say, her power's always there, but they didn't really explain when, like... Fuck Pietro. Yeah, like, when did he manifest his powers? Was that exclusively after they joined Hydra? Or, like, what? They could have, I think, done the work to to just say that Pietro never had anything special about him, and she gave him powers. That's what they wanted to do. And Wanda's just the Rainmaker. She can do... She can give people powers. Could have done that, because at least that would have shown a consistency with Monica. It like, would have. Okay, fair enough. But, like, after that, when she joins Hydra, we know for the period of time, like, they, she was exposed to the Mind Stone, and that amplified her powers, which is why she's now stronger. So it's at least makes, what, two, three characters? No, three to four characters are explicitly powered by the stones, because, like, yeah, Wanda, yeah, Captain Marvel, there was Vision, and then depending on whether or not, like, say, Monica absorbed powers from Wanda, or she powered, um, absorbed powers from the stone. Unclear. I'd say <clears throat> more likely Wanda. Yeah, it's hard to say, but either way, by that time, like, yeah, Wanda goes through memory lane, and Agatha just keeps dunking on her and keeps saying, like, you, why did you do these dumb things? Why'd you do all of them? Oh, it's an older gentleman. I see. Daddy issues? And she's like, no, yeah, yeah. What I really wanted her to ask is like, so, does anything happen or is it just like dry humping? She really should have asked. She had had the perfect opportunity. (laughs) Like at the very least, like if nothing's there, like do you just sometimes add an attachment? Because I mean, like. You could. You put stuff down. You can get creative. Although, like, part of me, like, refuses to believe that he can't make a dick because he made a cape. Yes. Like, he was, because when he was first introduced in, like, say, uh, Age of Ultron, he came in this, like, you know, robot body and whatnot, like, just kind of basic moot, whatever. Then he transformed and made a cape in particular, all fluttering effects. I'm just saying, if you can do that, you can make a penis! (laughs) He could. He certainly could. Or at least a penis-shaped hard spot, I guess. He could make a dildo. Uh, 
In either case, like, it's weird that in this show, they decided to kind of, like, really, like, uh, spotlight some of his abilities again. Because, like, throughout the movies, he doesn't use them all that often. Like, he showed his super speed, mostly for hijinks. He showed his intangibility, again, mostly for hijinks, his ability to fly. Like, all of his abilities were mostly showed for hijinks, and he's used them more for those than he has in almost all the movies combined. I mean, <clears throat> I guess <clears throat> we think about part of the reflection is, it is Wanda's memory of him, so the fact that he doesn't do much is pretty true to form. But... <laughs> God, like, the thing that I'm stuck on is, like, again, we knew that Wanda was a vision of all the villain. Like, pretty early on, we had assumptions that she was, just because, like, when Vision started realizing that some people are mind-controlled, and then he didn't just carry people outside the board and said he tried to run outside himself and then almost died because of it. Um, each time that she keeps going back and acknowledges that she is mind-controlling people and they're in pain, because, like, that was brought to her attention very early on, she doesn't just, like, oh, you guys can go, and then I'm just gonna have, like, my family stay in this town. Like, if you guys just let me have this town or whatever, like, I got chaos magic. I'll make whatever you want, or say, fuck it, just go. To be fair, <clears throat> to be fair at that point, she didn't know exactly what she was doing. But she could have tried to start releasing people. She just didn't. She made no effort. Yeah, it's like, the first time just realizing that, then over time keeps realizing what all she's doing. It's like, when Agatha at some point is the person who then has to, like, say, as she's fighting her and basically like, ha ha, but you're actually a dick, one. It's like, I'm not a dick. Hey, people, I'm going to release you from it for a moment. Oh, hey, you know, you can make an episode where my kid hangs out with your kid. Just, just let me hold my child. And the other one, please, if my husband happens to reach out, tell him not to come here. Tell him just to abandon me. And then finally, if he won't set us free, just let us die. Like... Shit! And that was the only time, like, oh, I guess I am doing a bad thing. I'll release the veil. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, by the way, if you do that, your family dies. Oh, my fake family! And it's... It really just seemed like Agnes wasn't... Agatha. Wasn't doing the worst things. She was, in fact, the only one who was really confronting Wanda about what she was doing wrong. But then she was treated as the villain, and then Wanda freaking... I don't want to use the verb, because I don't want to introduce this terrible anime. But I'm going to say that she just... Rewrote her. Yes. Uh, I mean, like, the one thing that they really try to present is, like, say, what Agatha's real goal is that to absorb um, Wanda's power. And apparently what happens is whenever she's hit with magic, she absorbs, like, some of that magic from the person... And if it absorbs all of it, they pretty much wither away and die like a California raisin. But it's like, she said, like, hey, if you give me the powers, like, you know, I'll create a town where you can live in. She was lying, but even then, it's like, by the introduction of her in, like, say, the relay over her entire life, she hasn't done anything notably dangerous or chaotic to a town. Like, she, they don't present her as, like, pretty people, a person who attacks anyone. They don't, like, present her as having, like, some machinations to, like, say, bring forth uh, Mephisto or something. It's like, it seems like she just wants more power to sustain herself, and that's it. Yeah, they don't really present Agatha with any evil goals, any evil plans, or, again, really any evil backstory. They just fail to present her as a villain. And she's just in opposition to Wanda, and therefore deserves punishment. 
Yeah, and so the ultimate punishment is that Wanda rewrites her and then basically creates turns her into actual Agnes. Like, she was pretending to be Agnes, now she is Agnes. She's that character just left to kind of run an autopilot. And like, I don't... As far as it's presented, it seems like people are more or less immortal in there. It seems, and she's, like, saying that people will leave you alone. Also, she seems to be immortal in her own right. Yeah, Agatha's already immortal in her own right, but the main reason I bring it up because, like, I remember she's like, hey, you don't have to worry about here. You're safe here. You won't die here. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm under the assumption that, like, she's just left her in what is this perpetual bubble. Which, again, I was pretty fucked up. Like, just... At that point, just kill her. She could. But, I, I guess to Agatha's point... She actually knows what's going on and knows stuff about magic. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why Wanda didn't kill her. Right, because she wanted her for like later use, which I guess that's their way of saying like she's going to come back. Probably. Which, if she's the new introduction of, like say, a uh, Loki type, I'll be fine with that. I definitely... I mean, I enjoyed her plenty. Mm-hmm. But also, she had to introduce the Darkhold in the last, like what, 17 minutes of the show? True. Which is the sacred, you know, magic book uh, that Wanda's reading at the end to figure out how to do more magic. Yeah, I mean, you might as well just call it the Necronomicon. That's that's what it is. But like, yeah, and we were, it turns out that you know, Scarlet Witch is this one chaotic mag- magic person who apparently is more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Which then's like, okay, so did she actually have to be amplified by the Mind Stone? It seems like she could have just grown into this in her own right. Who knows? But she was. Um, also, because of the way things work out, her, her personality, really, she doesn't really change from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, she's kind of going through her grief, and she learns, like, a little bit about it, but then she goes through it again because she has to kill her children and Vision, and she doesn't know that... Oh, here's another thing that happens. Vision fights new Vision. Vision fights new Vision called White Vision. When Hayward resurrects Vision, they call it White Vision, and he's but white. But they really just called it White Vision? Yes. I would have rather just abbreviated it in something like that. Like, I just call him, it has White Vision. The White Man's Vision. <laughs> <laughs> For the future! <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to ignore it, but it's pretty wild. But that's just what it sounds like, I guess. Ugh. God. But White Vision... Um, mm. why don't you just give him a cone head <laughs> <laughs> stop it I'm trying to get through this goes to go uh, beat Wanda to death and then Vision uh, her created Vision her new Vision mm-hmm. um, unclouded Vision alright stop but which is the better Vision I guess she had double Vision <laughs> they end up going to go fight but they realize they both don't like fighting so they instead they talk about philosophy mm-hmm. and then they decide to just uh, transfer their memories to well, transfer uh, Wanda's Vision's memories to White Vision and also unlock Old Vision's memories in White Vision so just yeah. caught him up to speed uh, with everything that's going on and then he just bounced out because he didn't really want to help Wanda with whatever was happening I mean, honestly, after seeing everything that was going on, like, I was, I need to leave this one. Apparently, I tapped into some crazy. <laughs> but, like, it was interesting how they had them square off, because, like, the philosophy was, like, forget the name of the explicit, like, example, but it's the boat where, essentially, 
if you have a boat and over time its pieces age and you start replacing with new pieces, like say, is it not the same boat? And their resolution saying like they're both like uh whether or not like say if you either a made a completely new boat by basically constantly replacing the pieces with this one, or if you just refurbished it, like which one is would be the real boat? And the notion is that they're both the real boat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, that was interesting. The more or less say like. I, the vision composed of memories, am more or less, in fact, a vision. I am the vision of what you once were, and more or less your memory. So, like, I am more or less you, but you're the physical side, and, like, that is you. Hmm. I appreciated that, and honestly, like, as much as I make fun, I prefer that to the superhero slap fight, uh, which is, I don't know if you mentioned on this podcast before, but (laughs) it's when... Uh, people with powers just kind of throw them at one another without any sort of sense of like who's getting damaged or what's happening until they tell us who wins. Yeah, it's like there are some fight scenes like between like what the character is. Usually, the less powerful they are, the more like say technical and like say like specific they are with the fight scenes, which is usually why you can have a bit more interest in like say a Captain America fight, a Black Panther fight, even a Tony Stark fight because like. As soon as this piece start being taken off, like you get a gist of like why there is actual repercussions. But like when you start having like more powerful characters, and it's kind of like, are they really fighting? I don't know, but you have to present how strong they are, so shit has to break around them. They do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know, like I guess for example, the only time we see you know in sort of the Marvel, uh, larger Marvel movies a super strong character like fight another one with any sort of technical prowess is when Thanos beats up Hulk. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about when Thor fought against Hulk. Mm, he doesn't really. Uh, who doesn't really? I would say I was never particularly impressed with Thor's like fighting. He definitely does better in Ragnarok than he did in the previous movies. Oh, I thought you meant like say explicit examples of like slap fights. Oh no, yes, those are definitely examples of slap fights where mm-hmm. Thor and Hulk just sort of throw haymakers at each other. Yeah. Where Thor should, because he's a, you know, a god of war, a battle, who's been alive for millennia, he should be technically a good fighter, not just super strong and able to just hit people really hard. Mm-hmm. But when he's fighting the Hulk in the movies, he typically just hits him and then knocks him down. Yeah. Or hits him with the hammer. It's a the bonk. Yep. Which is, it's a waste of opportunity. It's, yeah. And, I don't know, they, they just don't do a very good job of sort of the same thing of just justifying that they have powers, like you mentioned, much mm-hmm. like Wolverine has a healing factor, so you gotta keep blasting him and showing him, showing us that he can heal from getting shot instead of him diving out of the way. Mm-hmm. Because, again, he still feels pain. Yeah, you'd think you'd want to avoid it third time around. Yeah, like, I can understand fighting at least with a degree where, like, if there's a moment where you can use it as an advantage to win the fight, sure. But don't use it as, like, a basic necessity for fighting. I don't just stand here and let you shoot me because, like, I'm cool. Yeah, but, yep. Uh, in either case, like, I don't mind, like, say, vision and, like, say, the two visions squaring off. Like, that resolution made sense, although realistically... I do question where, like, Wanda's fighting against Agatha, and Agatha shows that, say, I may not, quote-unquote, be as powerful as you, but I'm the more knowledgeable one, so I can control this fight. And if you hit me with magic, I absorbed it. Why didn't you just tell Vision to go punch her in the face real hard? Yeah, it... Unclear. Because, like... She was like, don't help me. Yeah, because clearly it works. Why Vision? He was definitely going to kill you when he, like, hey there, honey. And he, like, pretended to be the other one and just, like, grappled her head, which is like, oh, man! (laughs) 
That's that's a sucky way to die, but good on you for like really going for the kill because she can't really get that off. Oh no, he was just gonna crush her head and it was gonna pop. It'd be gross. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, I want you to think of the missile, Wanda. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Dream of Teeny. Or rather, like, do you remember that time you blew up my head, Wanda? I'm here to return the favor. <laughs> Gosh, what if he had him just like reached, grabbed her by the face, and just reached up to her forehead? That'd oh, terrible! Realistically, the thing that I'm stuck on is like, don't present the notion of like, say you're going to do something that will lend to like a really horribly gory death if you're not going to commit to it. Yeah, I mean, they definitely—that was definitely the most intimation we were of like, ooh, this could be a real bad death when like pretty much no one dies. Villains do, like. I think, like, the worst death I can think of from, like, the Marvel series of a villain. Oh, and, like, all the Asgardians. I mean, they didn't care about their Asgardians, so why do we? Well, Black Jesus Asgardian. I do wish that they didn't actually kill up Idris Elba. He's like... That was, like, one of the most underused actors they had in the entire Thor franchise, and, like... It feels like that's clearly one of the ones you'd want to hold on to. Because, I mean... Is he just fucking Elba? Yeah. And, like, clearly you're not paying him as much as uh, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., so, like, you can afford him. But I guess they just didn't want to give him his own thing. I don't know why. I would have watched his own thing. Yes! Like, clearly they were showing, like, oh, yeah, he's actually a really good sword fighter, and he was able to do this entire resistance against the gods of death, even while depowered. What, what the fuck? Heindal, that's his character's name. I, I was just going to keep calling him just Elba. That's fair. I couldn't remember either. I was trying, I was really parsing the like, lane. I was like, it's in here somewhere. But, yeah, Heimdall. Yeah. But speaking of black best friend, Monica, Ooh. who for the most part just, each time it feels like she's going to have like an explicit, like say, arc or something to do, uh, she doesn't really do anything. But, before going on to the show, I guess at this point should actually move to the actual as an RPG portion. Yes. So, uh, beginning with our character, we decided to do Mutants and Masterminds for this. Yeah, just because, once again, it's a show that actually covers the wide spectrum of abilities. Spectrum. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Oh, yeah. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Oh, you're seeing my vision? I th- Alright. <laughs> Getting a cataract. Oh, God. It was called Operation Cataract. Wait, what was? The uh, White Vision was called Operation Cataract. Huh? <laughs> 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 oh, God. Uh huh. I felt that pain all the way down to my nutsack. <laughs> Because it's when your vision goes white. You see. <laughs> well, I mean... Mm-hmm. At least he never got angry. All one that was see saw was red. Perhaps scarlet. Stop. <laughs> also, I really had to be reminded that they're like, oh no, she just didn't have a superhero code name. Because she was a terrorist. <laughs> it's like, oh... Like, <laughs> You mean to tell me that no one 
had anything, not even like called her W or just called her Red. Just called her Red. I don't know why you wouldn't call her Red. I mean... They called Hulk Green! Yes! But no. Mm. Maybe Black Widow was Red? I don't... Maybe. I'm not 100% sure on that, but... I feel like Steve called Peggy Red. I believe that, but, like, who the fuck gives a shit about Peggy? I know that the show pretends to, like, S.H.I.E.L.D., the show, pretends mm-hmm. to say they care, but no one talks about her. No. They talk about Coulson. Yeah. And then that's about it. But, anywho, uh, I guess to kind of, like, trans- transfer some characters over, uh, at least some of them are pretty easy to do. So, I would say maybe save, like, more complicated ones for the end, because they're going to take so much time to get through. Mm. Well, where should we start? Uh, well, they're not the main cast characters, at least in terms of the ones who can do things that we can name down pretty easily. Pietro. Pietro. He has super speed. And I guess they call him Pietro. Big Pietro. God, I love the fact that there was a portion of time where like the internet was upset that they didn't use like the original actor from the movie, but instead took him on Fox. Not because they liked his acting better. The leading argument was because... They saw him in a movie where he was naked, so it's like, I want the bigger dicks, Pietro. <laughs> that's it. That, I don't know if that should be method of voting. It is. It shouldn't be. <laughs> because, like, what you're saying is, look, I just want to see him waggle his dick at cybersonic speed. Man, I've talked about dick a lot on this episode. You have. I mean, you've revealed something about yourself. Eh, you know, sexuality is fluid, I guess. It is. So... On the beach. <laughs> <laughs> he has super speed. That uh, could pretty much be broken down into three powers. Well, two powers and an advantage. It's the speed power, makes it go faster. Uh, it's the improved initiative advantage, which helps you go quicker in combat. And it's quickness, the power to do a mundane activity just faster, such as trick-or-treating, for example. Mm-hmm. So it definitely has that going for him. Um, I'm trying to remember, is it just toughness or like, because I want to say like, uh, what makes him a little bit more durable, because he is a little bit more durable than the average person. Clearly not more than a bullet. Haha, <laughs> definitely not. He, for some reason, despite being, you know, on the same level as an Avenger, he just gets shot to death one time. Uh, is how the regular, real, whatever, Pietro died. Wanda's mm. brother died. Um, I'd say... That counts in this system for having a defensive role. It gives you toughness, except when you're surprised. Mm-hmm. Or when otherwise you're vulnerable. In which case, you just sort of have your... Uh, well, you don't get those extra ranks of toughness. Mm-hmm. So he likely has, like, what? Two uh, low human ranks of toughness, but a bunch of extra bonus points in this advantage, uh, which does protect him as long as he knows something's coming. Mm-hmm. dodges. It's so crazy to me, like... The man who has super speed died to a bullet, as opposed to one, Hawkeye, two, or Black Widow. Like, Captain America is a pass because he's super strong and he carries a fucking shield all the time. <laughs> he does. He at least tries to block something. Mm-hmm. But Black Widow and Hawkeye just believe. But like, almost any other regular human hero, because, like, there's Bucky, well, modified, but has a metal arm. And it's not a lot of surface area, though. I don't know why he does a good job. Nah, but he's stronger than the average person, though. Yeah. And then, like, at least Falcon's flying. At least he's flying. He's hard to hit. 
I always feel bad because his main way of attacking people is gun are guns, and guns can't really hit people in the Marvel universe. They can hit robots. You can't hit robots. You can kill goons, but you can't really kill anyone with like a name with a gun. No, you have to have some more like unique weapon, like a shield. Yeah. Or like you know claws. Uh, let's say you're a staff. Uh, specifically tasing staffs, just to be sure. Ooh, that'll do it. Yeah, and people can get hit by an arrow somehow. Slower than a bullet. <laughs> That's fine. That's more dramatic. You can also get Disney death. That is grabbed and just thrown into something. Or thrown under something. I mean, there was a villain who was thrown into the entire shredder wheel. Yep. And there was uh, the one that Hulk was fighting, or Banner was fighting, that uh, got blasted into the big shield and exploded. You saying he was blasting off again? Yes. So back to Wanda Vision. Wanda Vision. Well, that pretty much covers Pietro. I mean, like at, past that point, like I think if there's anything else you do with this, either just give him good and like basic stats for strength and yada yada. Yeah, maybe some skills and deception. Yeah. Uh, there's also like Wanda's kids, who I never bothered to learn the name because I'm confident they said them, but I don't care about them. No. I want to say one of their names is Hex. Uh, in the com- like they're both in they're both characters in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, they eventually, you know, spoilers I guess for what they might be doing, but in the comics I believe after this whole bit happens, uh, Mephisto the devil literally just the devil grabs their souls because uh, somehow they have souls and like holds them hostage and eventually Wanda gets you know eventually they get back. Uh, and just sort of appear on regular Earth. Oh, look. He's the one the kid's name was Wiccan. That's it. God! And the magic kid's name is Wiccan. And the fast kid's name is... I'm looking... All right, we're, we're doing research as we speak. Because this is grade A podcasting. But, uh... Yeah, but the kids have Wanda's powers and Pietro's powers. Because also in the comics, Wanda and Pietro used to fuck. They don't do that anymore. There's no suggestion that they, you know, plan on going that, you know, Lannister direction in the shows or movies. Sure, sure. But because we don't know if, like, Vision has sperm, we look at the kids. Wiccan has her abilities, and Tommy has her brother's abilities. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, neither one of them started phasing through shit, and neither one of them is made out of vibranium, so... (laughs) I mean, that that would be pretty wild were that the case. Mm-hmm. But, no, that's... Yeah. Would it look a little weird on Mori? Yes. Only a little? <laughs> <laughs> Should, like, Pietro go with, like, Vision and Wanda to places and just sit right next to them and their kids? Probably not, no. It would look a little bit awkward for people around. I'm just saying, man, like, you know, I feel like if they were on Mori and all three of them were there, like, they're about to reveal the thing, and, like, Pietro just runs up, switches out the cards. Vision, you are the father? You sure? <laughs> well, that's what the card says. It's definitely what it says. Definitely. I mean, he's just Uncle Pietro. Same powers as, uh, as Tommy here. Uncle Pietro. We're not going to look into that any further. No. But... At least, like, say, Tommy, he has the same abilities as uh, Quicksilver. So, I mean, there you go. It's the same thing. Yep. That's what he does. Wiccan kind of has... He actually has different powers than Wanda. 
Slightly. Or rather, he has powers that would initially make you think of hers, but like, say, he has the ability, uh, what was it? Senses? So he can actually detect people at, like, further distances and can kind of, like, just see them in his mind's eye. But he does have the ability to at least, like, move object or telekinesis, because he... That or... Catches a bullet. He does. Catches a bullet, and... I guess if you were to look at the ability Affliction, because as you had brought up earlier, well, before recording, that you can actually use it to, like, stun a person. I think that's to the failure of the second degree. Yes. So he did do that. He did freeze all the guys while his brother grabbed their guns. That is true. So he can certainly do a lower version of the mind control that Wanda's uh, exhibiting. Yeah. Now, I will say at least, like, Tom, if you were to put them both on, like, a power scale, like, Tommy is technically higher just because of how fast he can move. And, like, say, the degree of, like, if he can basically keep up with, like, Pietro or Pietro, then, like, he would have to be there. Whether or not he has the same durability as Pietro, who knows? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do that bit partially to expand it and just to do that bit? Perhaps. <laughs> Ah, Pinatro. <laughs> but, uh, Tommy seems pretty quick, uh, but it's hard without having some sort of measure to say how fast they are exactly. There is. The only reason I mention it is because, like, at least compared to, like, say, Wiccan, mm-hmm. like, well, then again, he did actually, like, stop at, like, an entire crew of people. Like, there was, I want to say it was at least, like, maybe 12 I'd at the very so. least. So I may be undermining him. I'd say he's fairly powerful. In addition, just at the range at which he was able to detect vision, I think it was quite impressive, the range and how precise it was. It took, well, mechanically, uh, quite a bit of points to be able to represent that, but also it wouldn't be easy. Yeah. So, I mean, that covers those three. They're easy to knock out. Oh. Uh, also do vision. Can do vision. Vision is actually not that hard. I was about to figure out, like, who's more complicated between Agatha and vision, but vision actually does have... A very clear set of abilities. Yes. He can turn... Is it insubstantial? Yes, insubstantial. Rank 4 specifically. Because I want to say by... I want to say it's like at rank 2 you become liquid. Rank 3 you become gas. Rank 4 you actually become... Um, bleh, bleh. Dang it, now I forgot the word. Incorporeal? Yes. yes. Incorporeal. And that's the form in which he can sort of phase through <laughs> walls and just reach through people. He can also become corporeal inside you to your detriment because it's made of vibranium. Yes. To which... And and immediately in the Marvel Universe, they haven't really ever done a good job of explaining entirely what happens when you phase in through something. Because, like, the two examples I have is Vision from, like, some of the Marvel stuff and then specifically in uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine where you had Will I Am who just blinked and then, like, he just... Like, I'll just stick my hand where you're gonna peer... It, like, you're just dead, I guess. It seems like Marvel has, if we're trying to draw some sort of consistency, harder substance wins when the two objects become substantial, like, recorporeal. See, like, I get that the harder one wins. The main thing that I'm stuck on is that it should shunt it out instead of actually maintaining its physical place. Agreed. But Vision has several times put his hands inside, like, a robot's head and then become substantial and just blown its head up. Yeah, like, Vision has, to some degree, it's just, I guess I wanted to see more consistent examples, but, like, I'll give that one. Will I Am totally died in a way that didn't make sense, but more importantly, 
But they just had to kill the black people, okay? The, the X-Men movies just kill the black people. I don't know why. Storm didn't die. Storm didn't die. Darwin did, though. In, a, in the exact <sighs> way. I know, it's a long-standing gripe, but his powers to adapt to anything, and they blew his head up, and he died and didn't adapt to it. Didn't even, like, get to be in a fight scene. His no. is like, that's so fucking stupid. The villain just put a ball of energy in his mouth, and he swallowed it and died. Like, you let... Also, Wasp Butt, or whatever her name is. I don't know, I wasn't familiar with the character. Because she's not Wasp, but it was like... But she also died. It was in the second one, like, when they were looking over corpses, and they showed that she was among them. Yeah. Yep. Good on you, X-Men. Really, standing up to that metaphor of racism, like killing the black people. Yes, I hold that in but, yeah, so Vision, he has insubstantial rank 4. He does have speed, and I guess, and a look, not as high, anywhere near as high as Pietro, but, like, still has speed. Well, does he ever run quickly? Yes, there was an inst- Oh, yeah, he does run quickly with the Doctor, so I suppose he does have speed. Otherwise, yeah. I'd just say he had flying. Yeah, so, like, he does have speed, and, like, and realistically, if you're going to have speed, you should generally also have at least some quickest... No, we know his quickness, because, like, the times he... In fact, his quickness is probably higher than his speed, honestly. Yeah. Between the times he's, like, read through books in a short period of time and things like that. I would say so. He has very high quickness. Would it be related or restricted to mental activities, though? Does he have physical quickness? Yeah, because when he read the books, he had to turn the page. True. Alright, alright. Yeah. Like, if he just held the book and then basically was like... Then sure. But, like... He actually did turn the pages. Fair enough. I was just thinking in terms of the game system, I feel like he would still get by with reading a book in terms of just restricted to mental tasks. But I understand why you would want to uh, just broaden it to physical. Yeah. I mean, mind you, again, he uses only for gimmicks. Not one city actually use it in the fight, which is like, God fucking damn it! <laughs> Wanda! She knows. Yeah. <sighs> But, because his ability is literally made of vibranium, that means he also has, um... Impervious toughness. Yep, impervious toughness. Um, and since he's also a robot, that technically means he's not vulnerable to disease, so he also has immunity. Mm-hmm. Which... I'd say, uh, like, ten ranks, so something like life support, which is, I think, immunity to, uh, like, a lot of the most common maladies, maybe, like, age, disease, uh... I believe Suffocation, so. need to breathe, or... Suffocation, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he does have that, and at least like say to kind of explain how he might have so many abilities that he would have to have an array. Yes, and an array in the the mastermind's uh, system is sort of like having well, it's called alternate effect. You can pretty much have an ability that you can uh, spend a bunch of points to get. Uh, let's say you're sort of the average level that characters come in at power level ten you get 150 points to spend on all of your abilities, advantages, skill points. Um, is that all of them? I think there's one more thing I'm forgetting here. The abilities. Powers. Powers. <laughs> of course. And uh, I think that's all of them. That, but to spend among the various aspects of your character. When you do a array or alternate effect, you can spend, like let's say, 30 points. And if I wanted to have a special power but I wouldn't want to use like another power at the same time. I could put that in an array. Now, it allowed me to use, turn one off and use the other one instead for pretty much the same amount of points, just one point more than the original power. Yeah. 
So at least for like his consistent abilities, like he will pretty much always have like say um, his immunity and also his um, gosh damn it imperviousness. Like those things pretty much stay active. Uh, I would say flying is actually one that is separate because at least we have seen him fly doing some of his other abilities at the same time. Agreed. I would say you like this have flying and speed at the same time. Correct. It might be another array. Like, can oh. you set up like multiple arrays? You certainly can. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, different ability. Yeah, you just have to have different. Yeah, different powers can have different alternate effects. It hopefully makes something that makes sense. But like flight and speed would make sense to have just those be different parts of an array. Okay. But it does also seem like he has a well an amazing ability to transform his own appearance, which I forget which power we put that under. Is that morph? Uh, yeah, morph, and basically by five, or, mind you, morph is five per rank, which is like, gosh damn, but, uh, he got an extra on that, which extras are like, say, secondary, or supplemental traits of, like, an ability, to which he gets metaf- metamorph. Yeah. Yes, and that allows him to transform sort of his appearance and grow the cape, uh, change his clothing. It, but it seems like that ability is so expensive, that power is so expensive that he can't do it and other things at the same time. Which mm-hmm. why it seems like he de-transforms himself before he engages in combat. Yeah. Um, he also can't. He also has his damage at a range where he uses his laser vision, which, that, I don't think I've actually seen him do that while going intangible at the same time. No, I don't believe he can. I think his intangibility is also likely in an array as... I don't... Well, if it's not an array, I'd just don't know if you can even affect corporeal creatures while you're incorporeal. Uh, you shouldn't be able to affect things while incorporeal. Yeah, so... You can certainly fly while doing it, though. You can fly while doing it. So, I mean, like, either way, it's, like, not gonna get specifically into, like, what things are likely to raise, but, like... You can also read minds. And can also read minds. Granted, he has to be touching them, I think? He does. He has to touch you. Like, yeah, he has to physically touch you to read your mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mind reading his ability. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that should cover most of his abilities, if not all of them. I believe so. Yeah. Then, I guess, moving to Agatha, to which she definitely has a decent set of abilities. Oh, sorry. Last thing for vision. Whatever he does with technology to, like, just understand it. Uh, there is, um, gosh damn it. I want to say there's, like, one ability called, like, either not communicate, might be communication, but yeah, where you comprehension. There is an ability called comprehension. There we go. Yeah. So, at least for Agatha, uh, we know she has Weaken. Yeah. The only thing I need to figure out, like, there probably is a way, but, like, her Weaken only works whenever she's hit by an attack, which... A reaction. A reaction. To which it seems to nullify whatever effect it would have on her, too. To which I believe there... No, there is nullify as an ability. Mm-hmm. It definitely seems like she has a powerful ability that only works as a reaction, which would cost a heavy investment in points. It works out for her. It works. It so, only targets magic, also, so... Yeah, it can be the caveats that actually, like, take away from the cost it would have been. Absolutely. Um, so we also know she definitely has nullify, not only as a reaction, but also can set up an entire area where she can nullify other magic. Again, only magic. Yes. Um, she can also 
seemingly buff from absorbing magic. Mm-hmm. So that's an ability all into its own. Yeah. Uh, let's see. She can create illusions. Uh, also has immortality. She does. She likely has mind reading. She can defend against mind reading. At the very least, I don't think we've ever seen her do mining specifically, but definitely reacts. But, mm. Well, when she's going through Wanda's memories. Yeah, I was going to correct myself with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can move objects. Uh, like, she can, I believe she was using telekinesis of a sort mm-hmm. on Wanda. Has uh, fly. Yeah, she absolutely. also has create object. Just because, like, there's instances where she ends up, like, say, creating a leash around the two children and, mm-hmm. like, has them. So. How's that? Doesn't have to be a high one. Just enough for like basic things. Agreed. Um, and I, I don't think anyone has a particularly high level of flight except maybe Vision. Yeah, Vision's the only one who actually flies at any reason, any notable speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't have senses, though. She does have at least summon just because she specifically has a familiar. True. And she also summons the book. And she also summons the book. Um, and morph. Yeah. She can also change her form and appearance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, she definitely has a wide range of them. Um, definitely in arrays. Yeah. Because, like, don't, specifically because she has to cast her spells, that basically means she has a timing in which she can do them, so a number of things she can't do at the same time. She can do some things while flying, so that's an innate one. Absolutely. And the, you know, obviously she's not turning off immortality anytime soon. No. And she definitely has a damage. Just because anything that's a ranged version, blasting, just call it. Yeah. Ah, okay. Just check the time, so we're going to have to speed through this last bit. Uh, so we have Wanda. And we know that for her, like, she would definitely have a lot of abilities set up in an array, so that way she can actually use a number of them without being too costly. So I guess going in order, she would have Affliction. It's that sort of ability to weaken people's will and eventually mind control them. Which, the town definitely fell to at least their degree, because that's when you can get, become mind controlled. She has create. She, which she would use to you know, create all the things she did out of thin air. Yeah. Like children and a dog. She and has, vision. And vision. She has damage, because everyone kind of has to have that they have abilities. She has deflect, which she can use to actually protect other people. Uh, specifically like when she defended her children against Agatha's Blast. Yeah, that big old shield she was making. We know she has environmental control. Uh, she also has flight, which flight is likely not on an array. And likely a pretty low level just because she's not flying super fast, but she can fly around. Yes. She also has illusion. She also ends up having mind reading. We know she has morph in terms of change of her own appearance and the world's appearance. We know she has move object. She also has Nullify, or more specifically... She'd likely be using it as a power stun. So when you spend a hero point, uh, you can actually sort of temporarily form an array. And she could have used that to, in her fight with Agatha to temporarily gain the ability to nullify an area, which is how she created those magic runes. Exactly. We know she also has Protection, Sustain specifically. Mm-hmm. That allows her to turn on and off her sort of force field. And we know that she would also end up having Summon, which she has used to create some people or create some things, which, yeah. Uh, we know she also has Transform, and we also know that she has Variable in particular. Oh, absolutely. That's just sort of the way she can sort of spend all those different points and sort of 
mimic different effects or use them for different effects because of her powerful chaos magic, which can essentially allow her to do just about anything without having to cast like other wizards do mm-hmm. or spend the time to you know, actually make incantations. Yeah. And for a moment, she also used the stun to get weaken to basically redrain Agatha. Nine, nine times out of ten, we will not see that or nullify in the Doctor Strange movie. But we made it. We got to the finish line. We did it. And then, lastly, for plugs, plugs, you can find me at Saderboom on Twitter, and you can also find me at Team Saderboom on Twitch. Yep, that's that's all we got. Y'all be safe. You know, get a vaccine. Take care. Yep, that's it. We're done. <laughs>